Now don't get don't get scared and start turning off your radios, huh? I'm not advertising or trying to sell you anything. If the mouthwash you're using uh, is uh, not the right kind and it tastes sort of like sheep dip, why well, you just have to go right on using it. I can't advise any other kind. So. Welcome to Bacon, Beans, and Limousines. This is a Will Rogers Memorial Museum podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Crumweedy. Guys, and I'm Bart Taylor. We want to welcome you into episode 15. We got you down in the basement, uh, and we have a little special guest as well. We will leak that information in just a few minutes. But at first, I would like you to sit back, relax, and pop on those cowboy boots. We'll see you in a bit. All right, guys, we're back. Guys, we are back. With us today, we're excited to say is our uh, is our new our new boss, uh, executive director of the museum. Official title, I think it's head honcho. Is that is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Tad Jones. He doesn't a, say that on the card. Doesn't uh, say that on the card. You might want to get those changed if yeah. you can. Just well, talk to Carol. Upgrade. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to go down downtown and get those fixed then. Well, it's, it is great to have you in the uh, studio. I can I see about one of your eyes over here, but it's uh, it's good to have you down here. Um, Mr. Tad Jones, our new executive director uh-huh. of the Will Rogers Memorial Museum, he decided that he would take some time out of his Saturday not cooking chocolate chip pancakes to be with us. That's right. So yeah. We're excited to have you. We got up early for those, so oh, we yeah. got those knocked out this morning. Excellent. Good. Well, uh, today we're going to just uh, we're going to chat a little bit with uh, with our new boss and um, just kind of uh, interview him and get him uh, get him acclimated to what we do here and um, you know just keep you guys informed with um, with you know his background and uh, and everything that that he's all about. So, um, anything you want to add to that, Bart? Is there? Uh... No, we've got. A, I think it was a hundred questions a piece. Yeah. So, so stay tuned. I, I would say. Bart ripped a big page out of my notebook. And We're really, going to be fussing and fighting. It's really distracting. The rest, me, yeah. Probably the next two episodes. It's so. uh, <laughs> it's, re- it's really bothering me, guys. <laughs> anyway, uh, so just if you guys want to, uh, you guys want to uh, stay tuned. Um, next week we're going to have another episode about uh, about um, continuing with our our historical topics of uh, Zigfield Follies and um, should be part two of Follies. That's right. So. You know, stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna have that coming up next week, and uh, we figure since uh, the new boss is coming aboard, we should uh, we should um, let you guys let you guys hear about him. So yeah, well, he actually demanded this time slot, so it's <laughs> our <laughs> first kidding. order of business. Get me, yeah. on, get me on the show. <laughs> well, Tad, do you want to before we really get into the meat of things? Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe a few jobs you had before here? You know, uh, something like that. Sure, excellent. Yeah, I was. Uh, where do you want me to start at the beginning? Uh, born yeah, in, beginning born in of your life, yeah. the exact time and weight yeah, yeah. and everything. <laughs> Don't remember all that, but we uh, we did move here when I was six months old. So uh, dad bought a little oil and gas company, moved us out of Arizona. So we lived here just a couple of miles from the Will Rogers Memorial and basically lived there our whole life, uh, just a few miles away. So went to school in, here in Claremore in elementary and then uh, went up to Ulaga. So kind of like Will started at Ulaga and then talked about Claremore a lot. We were in Claremore, went up to Ulaga and... So grew up around the memorial, sledding down the hill here, going up to Ulaga schools, graduating there. 
played a uh, played football. Uh, that was my favorite sport, even though I should have played golf and something <laughs> else. My body wasn't probably built for football, but I loved the game, and uh, played uh, at the University of Mississippi for a couple years. And then I, after they fired my offensive coordinator, they recruited me, decided I, I wasn't going to play under the new guy. Um, even though I loved Ole Miss in the South and transferred to University of Tulsa, played a couple years of football there. Uh, after getting out of football, decided uh, for some crazy reason I wanted to get involved in politics. And that was, <laughs> you know, I loved Lincoln and, and uh, Thomas Jefferson and history of our country. So ran for office in 98, didn't know what I was doing. Um, so my wife and I, we put on tad t-shirts and shorts. It was, 100, <laughs> it was a lot hotter August than this August. Yeah. Uh, it was 100 degrees, like 25 days of the month. And we door knocked every single house. You wouldn't have these fancy lists on who the re- registered voters were. And, Door knocked every house just about in Rogers County and um, got run off a couple of front porches from crazy dogs and things. But um, we happened to win that first election, and I just turned 26, uh, served 12 years in the Oklahoma legislature, and finished up. I was education chairman for four years and then uh, became the majority floor leader the last two. Um, So after that, I got kind of recruited to go work at Grand Lake. There were some guys that wanted to do some stuff up there, so... Um, went to Grand Lake and, and executive director of the Grand Lake Association. Marketing was where I got my was my background at the University of Tulsa. That's where I got my degree uh, was in marketing, and so went up to Grand Lake and marketed up there for four years. Uh, put on the world's largest fishing tournament. Tulsa recruited them in, and we had the Bassmaster Classic and built a gigantic parking lot slash uh, uh, dock and ramp for these big tournaments. And so we did that for a couple of years, bringing in national fishing tournaments and things. And then uh, had this opportunity come up and it's great to be back in the Claremore um, and love Will Rogers, love this community. And uh, the opportunity was just too good to pass up. So we got that and we officially start as executive director September 1. And so looking forward to it. What, uh, what kind of attracted you to this, this job here at the, at the Will Rogers Memorial? You know, we've, uh, We've all grown up seeing you around town, you know, being the legislature for our district and everything. But, uh, you know, you had uh, you were in, um, like you're saying, out in Grove at Grand Lake. And what uh, what appealed to you about uh, the museum? Well, the opportunity to to uh, to market and uh, work with Will Rogers. I mean, it's I mean, there's a couple things. Um, That's number one. I mean, Will Rogers obviously is an international icon. And I never thought of, even when I was in legislature or whatever, of, of doing this. It hadn't crossed my mind. Um, and But when the when I was kind of called to ask about if I would consider it, um, I asked my wife, I said, you know, what do you think? You know, we've been around the memorials and, and, and Hooligan and all that. She said, you know, it'd just be a perfect fit um, just because we love marketing, love Claremore, love Hooligan, and... Uh, and thought, you know, this this is something we would love to absolutely love to do as a family. Yeah. So um, that was really the appeal to come in and and you know got a big vision for Will Rogers. And we've talked about it a lot already, you and I, Jacob, and I yeah. met a lot of the staff um, to just have that opportunity to come up and you know tell more people about Will. So um, that was why we decided to apply, and, and the process went. We applied in May, and then in June we got a call from the commission to have an interview and interview with uh, some of the commissioners mm-hmm. and then it wasn't much long after that so um, we just got really excited we loved Grand Lake it was a lot of fun for a number of years made a lot of friends but you know this is home for us as well so um, it just was would be thought it'd be a good fit got to be nice to come back home though you know when you were grew up here um, you know you both 
you know, this was your home where you grew up. You went to school at Uluga'a, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And, um, you know, you served the legislature for um, representing this district. And uh, so it's got to be nice to come back home a little bit. Oh, right? sure, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we worked with Laura Rogers a lot because it is a state agency. So, you know, I mean, had the debate for it at the Capitol a number of times because, uh, you know, first questions most legislators ask is, you know, why do we have a, you know, turnpikes all across Oklahoma? We thought they were going to be free. You know, why does GRDA exist? You know, what are, what are they doing? And then why are there, you know, two museums in Claremore that are state agencies? And so right. um, so I had to spend a lot of time talking to legislators and, you know, kind of defending the appropriations. And, and Senator Taylor obviously did a great job, uh, brought a lot of money here as well. And, uh, and now through the legislature, there's a lot of turnover. I mean, term limits now are kicked in. That's uh, yeah. what ran me off after 12, which I was thrilled about, by the way. I, was, <laughs> I love serving, but I was also ready to get out. Um, so if you're going to have term limits, 12 years is a pretty good time. But uh, you have a lot of legislators that are, that are terming out, and um, they're all going to ask those same questions. And so we're going to be spending a lot of time going up, meeting with those legislators, and letting them know, you know, here's why we have it. And there's a great film by Jim Hartz last year, 75th anniversary. Oh, yeah. And uh, he put a 10-minute video together that is just awesome about why this museum is here. So we're going to be copying that and getting that to the legislators uh, as well. So anyway, but, yeah, you're exactly right. Being getting a chance to come home, you know, before I had this, obviously, I have got four little kids, ages 10, 8, uh, 4, and 1, and we would come in here all the time, uh, go down in the basement in the kids' area and play. Um, we donated a bunch of Lincoln Logs five, yeah. six years ago. They're still down They're still there. there. Yeah. yeah, I pick them up most every weekend. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, you're bad. <laughs> well, ours probably tore them up. You know, we... We, we said, you know, we're in there so much, and, and here they are, and we can either have them around our house, and I'm stepping on them in the middle yeah, of the right. night, or we can bring them down yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. So we did that, and uh, so, you know, when we would come in, they'd play with their Lincoln Logs, and they're doing it again now, you oh, know, yeah. getting to go down there and play. And we had a Thomas the Train table. We we sent down there, and the kids are already down there playing with it. So, no, it's, uh, it's been a part of the family for a long time. Awesome. And, and are you enjoying the, uh, the move into the uh, lodge there? I am. And my, you know, we went and thought, well, we'll you know, we'll go look at it, maybe transition. But the wife and kids love it. You yeah, know, okay. there's, uh, there's a little studio apartment downstairs for my oldest boys. So um, it gets to get away a little bit there. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> and I had actually never been in the lodge in all okay. the years. I've been in here a million times, but I've never been in the lodge. Uh, and then, you know, there's a, a – uh, in the master bedroom closet is the stairway down to the studio apartment. So when i got to go put the boys to bed, you're ducking down, you know, sliding <laughs> down the stairway so you don't bump your head because there's a – right above it is a, a little uh, office. So um, – but, you know, the boys love it. It's, a, you know, every night just about. Uh, the weather's decent. The kids like to go out on the back porch and yeah, walk perfect. around and – give talks on the portico out there got a decent backyard I'd i was say. gonna say yeah, yeah you got the best yard in the <laughs> yeah in it's town. nice <laughs> right um so i might i'm really anxious for that first snow because you know we oh, both yeah. you know sled down the hill growing up oh, you know yeah. all of us and Absolutely. that are around here and um to have that giant hill i'm, I'm anxious for that first snow so the kids can enjoy that oh they're gonna be waking you up early for yeah that yeah that's right <laughs> so um you, you talked about uh marketing will rogers you know to a greater audience um what uh what are what are some of your ideas on on you know how to do that and you know uh, 
what what audiences to target and things like that. Well, you know, there's a there, there's a great plaque that that uh, is here where they're about the Will Rogers Highway, and it had you know three things that it kind of described him: you know, world traveler, humorist, and good neighbor. And uh, those are kind of three of the things that we're going to be looking at. Um, obviously, the world traveler is. Uh, is a fun one, um, especially because we're on Route 66, and you know Jennifer Rogers Echeverry is is a very passionate about tying the two museums together, which is a great idea. Uh-huh. And since this used to be or still is the Will Rogers Highway, we're going to you know work on promoting that. I know Jacob, you've worked on that a lot, yeah. and um, I think hopefully the next year all that will start coming together, and that'll be you know one thing we'll promote. Um, you know, another thing is um, uh, the humorous side of thing, and that is the quotes of Will Rogers, getting them in the hands of more people, yeah. uh, putting together a little bitty booklet. Being in politics, you know, uh, you always have your sport coat on. You're going to give speeches all over the place. Well, we're going to be looking at putting a little, maybe a little booklet together that they'll put in the pocket of all the politicians so they can pull out a Will Rogers quote real easy. And uh, it's a simple thing that we can do um, to help, you know, hopefully as people are hearing speeches, then they're also hearing a little Will Rogers quote in there as well. Um, and then, you know, just the good neighbor part. I mean, he's a humanitarian. It's it's neat hearing, you know, Steve Gregor when he, you know, is retiring, and these are huge shoes to fill because there's nobody in the world, literally, that knows more about Will Rogers than Steve Gregor. Yeah, and, true. Um, we're going to miss that part of that. And, no you know, we're going to be texting him and, you know, <laughs> calling him up and saying, hey, we need a little help here. And, um but, you know, he's talked about doing some stuff with the humanitarian side of him. And, right. you know, I want to do that, too, in, the, in some promotions with what he's done to, you know, encourage local communities to raise funds and things. So those are some of it. And then there's other target markets that we've talked about. Um, you know, there's a, there's a big traveling, um, you know, group of uh, seniors that are, you know, baby boomers yeah. that, uh, you know, they're going to be wanting to travel around a lot. And so we're going to be looking at some marketing efforts there. Uh, the young educational side of things, and I know this is where you guys really will yeah. come in and, and have some great ideas, but, I mean, that is a big, big thing to go into the schools uh, with a plan to let them know about where Rogers, and, you know, we want them to have a passion like you guys have a passion, and as they grow up and say, you know, we want to learn more about him. So, right. man, there's just so many opportunities, right. um, and I, I just think that's going to be the fun part of it is just really telling the story about where Rogers introduced him to a lot of folks. So Definitely. We'll be well, trying. What brought you, I mean, what do you like about Will Riders? I mean, there, I know you'll be learning a lot of stuff here and there, but, uh, you know, I, kn- I know you probably grew up knowing a little bit about him as well, but what, what draws you to Will? And, and is there any characteristic that, that's similar to you that you think that's, that Will had? Well, uh, yeah, there is, and that's, you know, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent in the world of politics, you know, you like being liked. I mean, I like, um, I like people, and, and um, you know, Will was always nice to everybody, um, you know, when I was in legislature, I didn't care the party or where you were from. You know, I tried to get along with everybody the best that I could as well and, and showing respect towards them. Yeah. Um, and so I think when I left, I had, you know, good rapport with, with everybody across the board. And that, to me, is what's amazing about Will Rogers, that he could go into any setting with any, you know, individual or group and they all, you know, loved him to death. And, and I don't know that very many people ever have been able to have that ability, yeah. you know, offended very, very few people. <laughs> and, uh, which is just, you know, and not that some of the comments, you know, there's a lot of people today, comedians and stuff that really upset folks one way or the other, but Will had that personality. Right. 
and had friends, you know, from all backgrounds. I mean, for real, you know, people that just loved him to death. That's why, you know, it's almost tough every time you go by the uh, the final farewell, um, you know, exhibit and things and and uh, and see all that is that, um, you know, it's tough to know that how, you know, people loved him, you know, and, he, and we lost him way too early. Right. But um, that's a big thing that I love is just how he was uh, was beloved by so many people across the country. And I'll tell you another thing, though, just from um, – I think it's good for the youth is, you know, when you, and the more I study Will Rogers now, um, when you look at his early times where he failed, you know, um, or was broke uh-huh. and yet still made it. I mean, that's an inspirational story oh, for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think it's one we need to be telling, especially a lot of young kids, you know, here he was dead broke in, uh, in Argentina, dead broke and stuff stolen and, you know, in Africa, and uh, then all of a sudden he sees a sign, you know, there's Texas Jack, maybe I'll give that a shot, and the next thing you know, you know. Changes his life. Yeah, that's right. And so you never know in your life, you know, no matter how low you think it might be, uh, that can turn around. And you don't always have to be a Will Rogers, but you can be that Texas Jack that inspired Will Rogers. I mean, that's an awesome story. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that level, what you mentioned earlier about the, uh, you know, the state of discourse in, in the United States as far as politics go, that that level of uh, you know where we can all just be friends and find a common ground, I mean that's one thing that Will Rogers was so good at. Um, he you know he joked and ribbed everybody equally, and you know he you know his probably one of the most famous quotes. I never met a man I didn't like. I think uh, I think that's such a big uh, important part of who he was and why we should remember him. And uh, and I I think it's a good thing to to latch onto and remember. That's not really a question, but that's just me saying <laughs> well, something. <laughs> and I'll tell you, though, on, to that point, I mean, and you, what he did then, and just like last night, I was at an event for what's called the Academy. They're a group of people from all po- political parties and backgrounds that got together for kind of a, a group think tank that's been on, around for years. Henry Bellman started it up. And, um, and last night, the Capitol Steps played, yeah. if you've ever heard of them. I mean, what Will did is, is somewhat, um, you know, Capitol Steps kind of following that footsteps where they're being able to kind of – you know, rib joke about, you know, prominent people and are still, and they do it in front of the prominent people, you know, um, they got their start 30 years ago in front of the Senate, kind of making fun of them. And, but that's what Will was able to do in a stand up comedy way with, with people and just chatting with them and right. giving speeches. And, and you see it, you know, there's still some groups today like Capital Steps and others that try to do that. Right. Um, I don't know how many, you know, maybe a Johnny Carson was successful. I know he really looked up to Will Rogers um, and being able to joke and jab around with most of them. But then, you know, the, but, but a lot of comedians today, um, it, you know, it's offensive on either one side or the other. Right. And, uh, and Will had that ability to, to do, to chat with everybody in the political, in the political world. And there, there's a lot of, you know, fighting today in politics. And so we want to bring that, hey, you can have those conversations, but let's respect each other and Definitely. have a good time as well. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I always think there's, Tad, I always think there's something you can take away from Will Rogers. Everybody can take away something from him. And specifically for me, it was to see the relationship that he had with his father growing up. And I always think that's something neat to explore. We've explored it several times. Um, yeah. Even being as famous as he was or is, and, and he was still writing his dad looking for that love, you know, or looking... One, day, one time he sent his dad a coat, that fur coat, and his dad sent it right back and said, now, you know, I don't want this coat. You know, you don't need to send me your, you know, your luxury items that you made, you know. So I think the dynamic of that relationship is just another little 
thing that someone can find of Will Rogers and can relate it to themselves. You know, for me, that is a big thing. So I find myself still to this day going, hey, Dad, here's this, here's this, you know. So, yeah. I th- you know, just to throw that in there. So. Absolutely. And your dad, you know, my dad always was sending me stuff to try to motivate me and, you know, wanted me to be successful. Even this day, you know, hey, you ought to do this and ought to do that. And, and, uh, and, and yeah, your dad's always, you know, you want to please your dad. And, they're, you know, just like when he was down, I think it was in Argentina when he was kind of writing back, but he wasn't asking him for money and his dad just kind of hey you're on your own buddy yeah. you know you spent yeah. the spent the money and uh you know almost we wish you the best and, right but uh wasn't sending any more cash his way making him you know earn it on his own and right that's on. a good lesson as well that hey you know dads are there to help but at the same time they also want to teach you that at some point you know you're responsible and and go make it happen so no i, I agree i think that's a very important part of it. probably some of the stories we'll need to be telling too definitely yeah. Yeah, there's a lot about Will Rogers as far as just going through his life and as you're, you know, you're picking through things, um, whether it be early on or, you know, later on in his life, you know, when he became a uh, national and even international figure. There's just so much there that, you know, you can, that you find a lot of inspiration and not just, you know, from a historical context, but just a personal context. You know, he was such a good humanitarian, um, you know, regardless of how, um, you know, how uh, different people saw things. He was still always found something positive, always built people up, you know, as far as, um, you know, especially especially the common man, you know. We, we talk about that a couple times and throughout the podcast. The um, He was always the champion for the common man. So, you know, it's always, uh, it's always nice to... Uh, Nice to see those those sorts of elements, you know, in in Will's life. But um, and even in his, you know, like his when everybody was jumping on Hoover and he gave his bacon, beans, and limousine speech. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can't just blame Hoover guys. Uh, right. You know, it was a lot of people. It was the big guys that were involved, and right. you know, everybody wants to blame the one person. You know, he respected the man that there was a lot of pressure on it. And I think the other thing that makes Will, Will, uh, you know, human is just especially starting out in his career, was his nervousness, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I love the story where he was, uh, I think, I can't remember if it was the president was in the audience or something, you know, and, and he was so nervous. I was like, could push him out on stage. And and yeah. then he says, you know, I'm pretty nervous up here and gives you that. And he was, you yeah. know. And, and that's, you know, that's one of the most biggest fears of most Americans or anybody is public speaking. And I can just tell you, same thing for me, too. You get up in front of people and your heart starts to race and you wonder. And then <laughs> the scene come from that to, you know, getting in front of 80,000 people with, you know, Roosevelt sitting there and right. telling those jokes the way he did, you know, growing so much. Yeah. Uh, but he was just like all of us, you know, nervous. And what's going to happen? What are they going to think when I give this first joke? You know, yeah. when they're all look at the president like, you know, what? what's your reaction? And they start <laughs> right. laughing and he's like, hey, this is kind of fun. So, right. yeah. yeah. Cause he yeah. was like the first person to, to joke. I think it was Woodrow Wilson. They were talking about. Right. We were just talking about we're talking that about last, last episode. Yeah. yeah, that was really interesting. Because um, he also talked about that in the eulogy, didn't he? As well, in that article he wrote about Wilson, um, uh, it was in 1924, February 1924. It was a uh, one of his weekly columns, and um, I think it was uh, I think it was when Wilson died um, shortly after, and he was kind of reminiscing about about Wilson, and he you know, was telling the stories of. You know when he uh, when he first um, uh, that time with the uh, I think it was the Friars Club or doing the, right. the traveling um, with the Midnight Frolic, um, and Wilson was there in the audience. So, yeah, uh, boy, we could just uh, wax on for for um, <laughs> hours here if we're if we're not careful. Um, is there uh, is there anything that uh, specifically? Um, one thing that I, I comes to my mind, you know, as far as, you know, the marketing side and, you know, how we are going to promote Will Rogers is, 
there's too often this this perception of our museum, since it's a state agency, as just kind of a state, uh, local sort of uh, of place. But you kind of want to take it to a, an international level, and you know, at least national too. So, um, what what do you what do you think about that as far as yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, most people know of Will Rogers. I mean, they've uh-huh. heard of him. They've heard a quote, you know, and they know um, they know something about him. And um, you know, that's our goal kind of is to put him in front of as many people as often as possible so that we want him to come to the museum. We want him to come to the ranch. I mean, there were people in here from California just yesterday when we were up at the ranch and they were walking around and from New Zealand last week and a lot of international travel. Just even an example, um, the Robin Williams, you know, he just passed away a couple of weeks ago and, you know, we were down in the basement with the kids years ago and they had this video playing of Robin Williams and, uh, and, you, and it was a Harold Ramus video and so we pulled that out and um, we've been putting it all over Facebook and uh, and sent it out to all the media that hey you know here are these people and Robin Williams one of them paying a tremendous tribute to Will Rogers, Roddy Dangerfield, Chevy Chase and uh, so we're going to show that video and right now while people are thinking about Robin Williams look at this touching video of Robin Williams paying tribute and showing on the first hand his talent uh, as Robin Williams playing a bunch of characters, and then also this very touching ending that kind of goes with both of them, you know, and uh, as Will was walking off into the sunset. So yeah, yeah, that uh, what what uh, what we were referencing there. There was a uh, Harold Ramis uh, produced a, a kind of a documentary slash tribute. Uh, it was called Will Rogers Look Back in Laughter. It was uh, done by HBO in 19, uh, 1987. And it had a bunch of the, you know, current, uh, you know, at the time, the current comedians, uh, you know, just kind of uh, giving tribute to Will Rogers and uh, Robin Williams stuff, you know, like like Tad said, we had it, you know, little clips of his stuff going down and uh, playing in the children's museum just because it was so funny and so interesting. But, uh, you know, a lot of stuff he said was really touching and, um, you know, remembering Robin Williams and there's a lot of similarities there, I think. With we were Will. talking about that. Just off the cuff the other day. With um, Will Rogers, yeah. It's kind of neat to see um, a comedian of his stature paying homage to Will, and now we're kind of paying homage to Robin through, you mm-hmm. know, through, through showing Will and everything. And I think that's going to be a neat one to show up here. Um, and, and we're going to be doing that August 26th. Start, yeah, starting, um, starting on the 26th and going through the month of, uh, the month of September. Every day at uh, 3.30 mm-hmm. um, yep. in the main theater, we're going to be playing that. So Okay. Well, a few folks will bring their family and kids, come up a little bit, and get to see it. Because it's, it's pretty rare footage. I mean, I don't know if anybody yeah. else has that. It's uh, yeah. kind of neat. It's one of those, um, you know, it was, a, it was a small little made-for-TV special um, back in the 80s. And, um, you know, I guarantee you most most of the world hasn't seen it. So mm-hmm. um, it'll be it's a very unique thing to show. And... Um, I think I really encourage everyone that's listening to um, come visit the museum and um, try to take a look at that about around 3.30. 3.30. And you can go to the website, willrogers.com, and watch that little uh, yeah. segment of Robin Williams, and then you can come watch the whole video when you get a chance. Sounds good to me. Absolutely. Well, Ted, we're, uh, we're just thrilled to have you, um, not just here in the basement, but also on board as, our, uh, as the new executive director. So, uh, Yeah, it's, it is really good to have you down here. 
Yeah, I mean, we have you locked in the basement, actually, right now. <laughs> yeah. so we were going to ask you for a raise. That's, what you're <laughs> that's another thing. I hadn't been down in the basement before and, uh, until till I got up here, and so a lot of little cubby holes you, in yeah, here. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah. You'll find little things in there that you never thought you'd find, yeah. little hats. Uh-huh. And you'll get sick for a little day after this. <laughs> I'm kidding, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but again, Neat Tad, place. thanks for coming down here and you taking bet. the time to do this with us. Thank you so. guys for doing this. I mean, yeah. this is, again, uh, in today's world, there's so many ways to reach the audience, and this is a great one. Yeah, um, you guys sure. are award-winning, and you're going to be out telling your story to other uh, museums about how you do this and how effective sure. it is. And, you know, these kind of things are what tells the story of Will Rogers. And so I really appreciate you guys uh, taking the initiative to do this. And any other initiatives you want to take, um, <laughs> we're going to be, you know, swinging. <laughs> Uh, for the fence to go and tell the story of Will Rogers to as many people as possible. So I thank you guys. Well, hey, we, we, we love right. it. We thoroughly enjoy it, don't we? Yeah, we're just thrilled, happy to as do it. As much paper as I rip out of his notebook. and I, I have been thinking about that this entire I time. I've just been thinking like, oh. I can tell you you've been missing. looking down that there's whole time. Missing. There's a page missing. That's all I've been, that's all I've been thinking. Well, guys, hey, we want to we, we appreciate you joining us. This is a shorter episode, but we definitely wanted to introduce the new executive director of the Will Rogers Memorial Museums to you, let you uh, get to know him a bit, and hear us bicker as usual, me and Jacob. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, stick stick around, uh, stay tuned. Uh, we'll probably have one, another one coming up really quick, actually, um, within the next week um, on um, the Zigfield Follies. We're going to wrap that up. Um, it's going to be kind of a uh, – the Zigfield Follies was, um, at this point in Will Rogers' career – He's starting to do other things in conjunction and do a lot of different things at once. So there's going to be some overlap as we go forward. And um, talking about the Zigfield Follies this time, next time we're going to be looking at like you know his uh, starting his film career. But there's going to be some overlap there. So uh, anyway, it's going to be a fun ride the next couple weeks. So uh, stay tuned, uh, stick around, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna show you lots of lots of interesting stuff. So um, anyway, that does it. I think that does it. We want to. Uh, do our thank yous. Uh, thanks to the Will Rogers Memorial Commission and the Will Rogers Memorial Foundation for making this podcast possible. And uh, thanks to the uh, Move Trio for the use of our uh, intro music and uh, all the music that's uh, a part of this uh, this uh, production. And, of course, thank you to Tad Jones yes, uh, for, Tad. for joining us. Um, we didn't have any... Uh, historical uh or um any sources this week because uh, well, the biography of ted jones <laughs> oh yeah courtesy yeah. of yeah <laughs> so uh anyway stick around uh stay tuned and uh we'll we'll be back with you next week thanks guys see you next week mm-hmm.